think it's good to continually challenge ourselves to measure return on investment in everything. When we come to the table with that mindset, everything shifts. Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to experience the life and business that you crave. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Sierra Stockland is an author, speaker, and two-time Ironman. She has owned and operated businesses since her early teens. Most recently, Ciara has launched The Inventory Genius, a coaching program for business owners. Thank you for joining us, Ciara. You owned and operated a business since your early teens. Tell us about what you do and what inspired you to do it. So I have owned a few businesses. I've had a lot of adventures since my early teens, but right now I am coaching and consulting with inventory-based businesses. And that came about because of my experience in retail and wholesale. I started my retail business in 2006, built that, franchised it, had multiple locations, a warehouse, a wholesale division. So I've touched a lot of inventory. And as I started to get to know other inventory-based business owners around the country and then around the world, I kept hearing the same questions and helping them solve the same problems. And so that is what I do full-time now. And I love it. And I love that you really listened and you took a need and turned that into a business. I was just talking to a prospective client right before our conversation. And he said, I had this vision for my business and it's not working. And I said, we really need to listen to our customers because sometimes we as entrepreneurs have this grand idea of what we're going to do. And the customer or the consumer tells us otherwise. I really had no interest in coaching. I never thought of myself that I would be a coach or a consultant. But as I was having more and more conversations, I thought there's a need for this. So why not dive into it? Especially after you've already built a successful business and can teach others how to do it too. Yeah. Let's learn from my mistakes so you can hopefully skip to the front of the line. (laughs) Let's do that. You wrote a book, Inventory Genius. Tell us about it and what led you to write it. Yeah. So the Inventory Genius Method is a method that I've developed over the last several years. Again, working with those inventory-based clients helping them really understand the numbers of their business. So what a financial set means, how the inventory plays a role. And a lot of times we think of inventory-based business as a retail store, but salons have inventory, bakeries have inventory, design studios have inventory. So a lot of businesses sell things and they don't understand how the selling of those things plays into profitability. I created this amazing method that works whether you're just starting out or you've been in business forever. And I was using that over and over with my clients and then seeing a lot of amazing success stories. And I thought it would be so great to bring those stories together along with the failures I've had and the wins that I've had in my own story, bring them together to make the method more approachable. Because I think anytime we talk numbers, our eyes glaze over, it gets intimidating. And so I thought if I can bring the method that I'm using to life with stories for my clients, all in one book, people will follow it and do it. So that was my reason. So many businesses have inventory in one way or another. And you're right, our numbers, the more we understand them, the more successful our businesses can become. 
Yes. And a lot of times we don't think of, if you're a retail store, boutique, you have inventory, but a lot of other businesses, maybe the majority of what they do is service. So I was working with a client who doesn't, she has an education business, but she creates the curriculum, which she sells. So that's her inventory. And she didn't really know how that played into her overall profitability. And you can lose money very quickly when you don't know how to manage inventory. So while her overall business was extremely profitable, the inventory side of it, because she didn't understand how to manage it well, was taking up some of that profit. So we just had to go in and shift some things around and and let her look at it from a different perspective. And it's interesting how just that small shift in mindset can make such a big difference. Very quickly. Yeah. Because you start to focus on the right things. What is the most impactful thing that your book can teach entrepreneurs? I would actually say how a financial set works, which don't stop listening because I said that. (laughs) Don't do the podcast. We won't. (laughs) We're all business focused. So I'm sure we're going to learn something. Financials are really overwhelming to big and small businesses and entrepreneurs. A lot of times what happens is we are great creative minds. We are great at selling. We're great at visionary out something, putting it into play, customer service, all those pieces. And then we find ourselves in a spot where now I need to understand my financials because the banker wants to know, or I need a small business loan, or I want to rent a new space, right? And so we get to a point where we start, maybe we hire an accountant, we have a bookkeeper in-house, they give us the monthly financial set and we're like, that's great. And then we just shove it in the corner and we're at the spot in our business where we don't feel like we can ask anyone because I've been in business for five years now. I should know what this means. And so then we don't, and we just continue this cycle. And so the book and the inventory genius method revolves around the profit and loss statement. So it helps the reader understand what a PL really does for your business, how to understand a PL, and that the best number to look at is that bottom number, not the top number, because we love to pursue the sales goal, the sales number, the vanity metric, and say, I'm a seven-figure business, and yet I'm in a bunch of debt, I never take a paycheck, like that doesn't matter, right? Understanding the financial set and what it means and how it can tell the story is really what I try to drive home in the book. And it's so interesting because so often entrepreneurs don't always take that paycheck and really understand and feel what that means. It doesn't matter what size business you have. You can know you're doing it, but not really feel that you're doing it. Yeah. I'll hear from a lot of people. I'm doing a 1.5 million. Where's all the money going? (laughs) I don't get to take home 1.5 million. I rarely pay myself or I had to take out another loan. And that's just understanding what the numbers are saying and then how to work through that. So wherever you're at in your business, as you're listening, no shame, no guilt in where you're at. Let's just start today and figure out what we need to focus on. You strive to motivate business owners to build profitability and peace of mind into their business. What is one of the most important things that you think business owners should think about when scaling their business? They really need to think about the costs associated with sales. So in the book, I talk about how I kept relentlessly pursuing the top line number. And I was like that book, if you give a mouse a cookie, okay, I have a warehouse. Now I need to hire more people. Now I need a forklift. Now I need someone to drive that. Now I need someone to manage the person who drives the forklift. So I kept growing the business because that was the fancy thing to do. And I don't think I was necessarily trying to impress people. I just felt like that's what you do. You grow to a million dollars and above and you have a team underneath you and you need the corner office. 
but I wasn't looking at what those sales cost me. And I never looked at the bottom line. I just didn't focus on profitability. And that's what I want people to focus on because profitability gives you peace of mind. A lot of times top line revenue gives you sleepless nights and lots of heartburn. So we want the peace of mind. So let's grow the top line, but let's grow it in a way that we're keeping control of what's underneath it so that we're left with something at the end of the day. And so often it can also be going through all of your transactions and saying, what do I really need and what can I cut? From the smallest level of even all those things we sign up for today that are online technology platforms, do we really need that? Because that can be really fun, even at looking at for someone that is just going through personal finances, you look at that and you think, wow, I save so much. And you do the same thing within a business. Am I managing this in the right way? And am I getting the most profit out of those interactions and transactions? Yeah, I think it's good to continually challenge ourselves to measure return on investment in everything. So if you hire a coach, what's your return on investment? If you sign up for the $17 app, what do you expect to get as a return on that investment? And when we come to the table with that mindset, everything shifts and it creates a discipline in us as entrepreneurs. Yeah, I would love to have that shipping app. However, the size I am right now, I can still do it manually and I can save X amount or alternatively, I'm losing revenue because I don't have that app. It's time for me to spend the money on it. You have completed two Ironman races, which makes the half marathon I'm doing in a couple of weeks seem tiny. <laughs> Tell us about the training and what goes into it and how does the training help you mentally in your business and life? First, I love that you're doing a marathon. For anyone listening, even if it's a 5K, depending on what you're doing, there's a different outcome and goal and method behind it. Coming up in a month, I'm doing a half Ironman. And I'm excited because I'm going to go out and race that race. The Ironman is, for me, was about, I mean, I was still racing in some regard, but it's more about the endurance throughout the day. And I think the same thing in our business. As I was training for the first Ironman, particularly, just really, how can I apply this to my business coaching I would tell my clients, we all have a different goal. We're all in a different place. We have different tools at our disposal. I can't look at the athlete next to me that's on her third loop and I'm on my first loop of the run and compare myself because I don't know anything about her history. I don't know what her day was like. Maybe I had a bad day. My stomach is bad, whatever. But we do that in business all the time. These people have that big of a store or whatever, and we don't know the history behind it. So we really have to run our own race. So that was the first thing doing the Ironman taught me is running the mile you're in, running the race that you're in today. And then just the mindset of staying organized and really time blocking. So I know a lot of us as entrepreneurs struggle with time management, but when you're doing a big event like an Ironman, you can't skip workout. You can do whatever you want. I always tell my daughter that you can do whatever you want. You do have options. However, if you want a successful outcome, you can't skip your training sessions. And so you have to learn how to fit that into your day and prioritize what matters. So I always challenge entrepreneurs, you don't have to do an Ironman, but find some sort of physical goal because it will help your mindset when it comes to the rest of your time management for your business as well. It's so true. I ran half marathons and I ran a full marathon right before my twins were born. And then I just struggled to get consistent with workouts. And I have friends that are runners, grateful for them. 
And they said, come run this half. And after my last marathon, when I had the twins, I thought, will I ever run? I always wanted to, but I didn't know if I would ever do it. And going through this training, it's amazing how just good you feel. And you're right with any form of physical activity, how good you feel when you're consistent about something and you reach for goals because you start reaching for those goals in every other aspect of your life. And I'm sure with the Ironman, you have to push yourself to these places and you you have to do that in business as well. Yeah. And you can't take shortcuts. One of the things I like to talk about with the Ironman is when I signed up for my first one, I did two things right away. I hired a coach because I had no idea what I was doing. And I knew I could Google it. We can Google everything. I could Google a training plan, but I wanted someone who had been there and done that, who knew me and who could create a plan for me and hold me accountable. And I bought the right equipment. So I bought shoes that were really good shoes. I bought a bike. I'm like, if I'm going to spend hours and hours training on a bike, I want it to be comfortable and I want it to be fast. Right. I think the same thing with business, hire people and surround yourself with people who can help you jump to the front of the line, who can help you skip the mistakes, or at least be there for you when you make those mistakes and push you through and set yourself up for success by doing things right. Don't cheat yourself. We put so much money into opening our business, $250,000 to open my store, but then I don't want to spend $100 a month on a bookkeeper. So really think about right equipment, right people, and surrounding yourself with that good team. So important. That's so true. And one other thing I learned through the training is before kids, I went for hour to hour and a half workouts. Now I have a treadmill in my house, so it makes it a little easier, but I'll go run a mile and then I'll come back. And now we're on Zoom so much and I can break it up. Like if I have a project I have to work on or something, it took a long time to get out of the mindset of I can do it in chunks, right? I can work out for 30 minutes and go do something else and then go back for 30 minutes because I had it in my mind that I only could do it for an hour. So it's interesting to think about what limiting beliefs we have and how we can set those free. So now if I want to run eight miles in a day, I might run four and then go do something else, then go back and run four again. But in the past, I would tell myself who I don't have the time to do this. So it's interesting. Yeah, you know what, that's so true. I never thought of that. But we do limit ourselves. And then we use that as an excuse to not do what we need to do. So I think about this, like with debt. So people come to me with lots of debt, and they're really at their lowest point. And we feel like, okay, but I have $250,000 in debt. How am I going to take care of that? We're not today, but we can take care of that one credit card. That's a thousand dollars and we can pay that off and we can then do this. The same thing, like you said, with training, working out, we like to say, I don't have time to do it every day. So then I just won't do it at all. Or I don't have an hour. So then I just won't do it at all. But you could do 20 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the afternoon or in the evening. There's lots of ways to slice it if you really find it important. And I think that's with everything. And so creating some goals around physical activities, it's just so interesting to me how you're training your mind for one thing, but it does flow into the way you think about other things as well. It totally does. And I started off when I started to work out consistently again, saying, okay, I have 20 minutes. I'm going to take 20 minutes and do this Peloton routine for 20 minutes. Now I'm up to an hour and a half, but I didn't start there. That's so great. (laughs) Yep. Yep. You didn't start there, but you started. And that's what's important. Yeah. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one way that you make sure to find and live your joy each day? Yes. I just love my morning time. I know we were talking offline a little bit about the age of our kids and the freedom you get as they get older. 
And my kids now are out of the house. My daughter still lives here, but she's in college. And so I have a lot of freedom. And I always tell young moms, we're all in a season. So don't try to make your season someone else's. Because when my kids were little, I could not get up and do devotions and sit and have my coffee. Like I couldn't, that wasn't practical. It wasn't real. And so instead of feeling guilty about it, I did what I could do. But now I have that time and I love that. And it brings me so much joy to get up in the morning. I sit, everyone knows mom is in her chair with my coffee, do my reading, do my social media and just set my mindset for the day. I just love that. And if I can start my day out like that, my day is just so good. So I'm not a get up in the morning and exercise person. I would always rather do that afternoon evening. I am with you there. Start slow in the morning and then by the end, I'm wide awake. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So much fun to talk to you. Can you please tell our listeners how and where they can find you and where we can find your book? Yes. So you can find everything about me, including the book on my website, sierrastockland.com. The book's also available on Amazon. And then Instagram is a great place to just get some tips and tricks about inventory and follow my Ironman journey. And my handle there is Sierra Stockland. Thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at hello at shebuiltit.com on our She Built It website or at She Built It on social. Thank you to my editor, Rich Streffolino, who always makes us sound good. Until next time, let nothing stop you from experiencing the life and business that you crave.